0: welcome to the Mindset Growth Academy podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibbs-Ung. Each show, I'm going to be using a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity, and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading mindset coach, helping to inspire, support, and guide you to create growth mindset so you can achieve success in all areas of your life. Are you ready to bring mindset to life and create success
1: from the inside out? Let's go.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Mindset Growth Academy podcast. Today I'm joined by the amazing Bridget Long, who will be sharing with us her mindset secrets that have helped her to turn her back on 25 years of traditional business To set up a new business model in direct sales. Her drive, focus, and motivation has helped her to create a million pound business, rebuild her confidence, and create an extraordinary life. It's going to be a good one. So, hello, Bridget. Welcome today. Thank you so much for coming and joining me. Delighted and honoured. Oh, excellent. Um, there's so much I want to talk to you uh, about today because your story is, is pretty unique. Um, but I want to start right at the beginning because you obviously have always been involved in business. Business is something that motivates you. Um, but that's quite a, a risk after 25 years because we all get into our um, little rhythm with business. But after 25 years, you found yourself in a position where you pivoted your business and you turned your back on the traditional business that you have known to try something pretty much brand new. I would love for you to just start by talking to me about what was going on there. What what led you to that decision?
1: Okay, well, um, that I'm going to give you a potted answer. of quite <laughs> a long one, but, uh, but the essential ingredient is that... Um, you know, it uh, was blatantly obvious that, that the traditional business model is, um, is, is just no longer viable. It's once right. a sort of flawed financial vehicle Yeah. because my entrepreneurial dreams did not include um, working until I was dead. Yeah. My entrepreneurial dreams were and always have been to create a business asset which would create an income for me whether I worked or not. And um, I have been involved in about four or five different traditional businesses over that period of time. Um, Sometimes more actively than others because, you know, during that period as well, I became mother to uh, three beautiful children. And so some years were spent more on a back foot um, because I wanted to spend more time educating and looking after my family. Um, but i think that uh when you get to a point where um, you know there's just you know business is about making money business is about creating wealth um it's about uh, creating wealth so that you have choices and when you're not creating wealth and you're not being able to create choices then there comes a time where you just have to be brave and and say enough is enough yeah um, that was really the first thing. It was, you know, when it was, it was two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, Emma. So, you know, we were in a massive global double, triple dip recession at the time, and and yeah. you know, both the small, me- or all small, medium, large and extra large businesses were affected in one shape, way, shape or form. Yeah, we were no exception. So, so that was really one of the first triggers, and it didn't happen overnight. It was a, you know, a progressive kind of downward spiral. Um, when it was getting it was boring it wasn't I wasn't passionate anymore and uh, you know if you're going to put in those 12 14 hour days you know six seven days a week you've got to be passionate about what you do but there's got to be profit
0: yeah so,
1: you know there was no passion and no profit so you know time time for change
0: time for, so what what made you pivot it and go dir- go into direct sales what was it about that business that excited you
1: um I, I I didn't decide, it, it kind of decided for me.
0: Oh, I like that. Uh
1: because um I uh, after um, you know, letting go of uh, my last traditional business which I was, you know, running with my ex partner, um, I had kind of was kinda of painted into a corner um financially and uh Somebody came and spoke to me about, um, you know, it was more on 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 the product side about the technology and so on, and I that immediately sparked my interest. Yeah, I was invited to go to a large event in Paris in the January of two thousand and eleven, and that's when um, I had my defining moment. And it really was a question of, I'm not quite sure how this thing works, but I can see a bunch of ordinary people having that extraordinary life that I have always wanted. And I just took a leap of faith, and I said, I'm going to do this. I made an irrevocable, irreversible decision to take it seriously, to treat it like a profession. And and that was it. I drew a line in the sand, and I was in. Because then it was the learning. You know, so it wasn't a question, I know what I'm going to do now, and now I'm going to do it. It was a question, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing, but I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. And uh, and that was really because I could see for the first time ever a business vehicle that if you were willing to learn and willing to change, then um, then failure was never going to be an option. Whereas with traditional business, you know, you can set out into whatever vehicle you've got. A failure rate is really high yeah. um, and uh, there's no guarantees. But with this, there was and there was, you know, I'll be honest with you, there was no um you know, massive financial investment. I didn't need to bring on staff. I didn't need to know how to do it. I was surrounded by mentors who were prepared to really take me by the hand and, and, and show me the way. So so there really was, you know, it wasn't a, the only risk I always say was not doing it.
0: Right. I like that. I like that. I mean, that it, it all sounds like it it makes total sense, but there must have been moments because obviously – you are stepping into something new. The risk was small, um, but how were there any challenges that you faced transitioning from traditional business over to this um, new business? And you know, how did you overcome them?
1: Oh, right, the massive <laughs> challenges, you know. So that you know, how long have you got? I've got a, you know a list, of <laughs> earlier, you know, that's about this long. I mean, the, the massive challenge was the understanding that. Direct sales and network marketing is about leadership. It's about building teams. It's about inspiring people. Mm-hmm. It's about making sacrifices as a leader. Uh, it's about leading from the front. It's uh, not about being a boss. Um, so all, all of those um, simple concepts, but which are very subtle in its um, realization, uh, is is. It's something that that took a long time for me to integrate, and I'm still obviously learning today. It's, it is it's, this is the joy of this industry is that it, it is a, a one long progressive learning curve. Yeah. and so so that of course is completely different from being a traditional business where you, you know you have a product you buy it at one price you sell it for another you make a profit you put the money in your pocket or you know a very small percentage of it once you've paid all the expenses. Um, whereas, um, with, with, this, it's, 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 it's completely different because as I said, you're dealing with pe- people are your inventory. It's not the stuff. Yeah. Uh, and when you're dealing with people, you know, it's, there's a great quote. It says, it's like you're herding cats, you know, cause so it's, so it's, it's, it's a skill. It takes a lot of, um, develop, development, development, uh, you know, between your ears and, uh, and, and it, and it comes in down to, I think really basically one thing and that's, that is, um, you know, you have to love people. You
0: mm-hmm. have
1: to really love people. And um, and if you don't love them, you have to learn to love them. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And um, so this is, a, you know, com- so it's a completely different world. You know, it's, it's um, fascinating. And uh, it's why I'm so still so passionate today because, uh, because you know, it is this constantly unfolding um, miracle almost or magical path that's yeah. uh, the real discovery of self as well.
0: I think, uh, again, like when you transfer your, your skills and your business over to people. What comes with people is emotions. So it's managing other people's emotions as well, isn't it? And you have to learn to really be flexible and, and adapt and to recognize what buttons to press with, with what person and that that might be totally different with the next one. And so it, it really pulls on a lot of other skills, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's, instead of, it isn't, it's not so much managing other people's emotions, it's managing our own. Yeah, and and not being affected, not our, our own emotions, not being affected by other people's emotions. I love that. Yeah, because <laughs> people are always going to have emotions, right? And yeah, yeah. You can't other people's emotions, no matter how hard you try. And believe me, I tried. <laughs> and I spent a long time trying, and suddenly realised, just like you've got to let this go, because there's no matter what what you say or what you do, yeah. that person is never going to change unless they really wish for it internally. 100%. Um, but I had and still have a burning desire to improve, to grow, to learn, to to deepen, to expand. And ultimately, it comes down to one thing, and that is, uh, you know, the winds of adversity and, and difficulty and, and uh, you know, Things negative things happen. They're always going to happen to us in our life. It's about how we deal with them internally, how we react to these things internally, whether say or do or you know whatever might happen in life is how we deal with it internally. And ultimately, human beings want two things: one is inner peace, and the other one is joy. Yeah, and uh, and that inner peace comes from um, being a master of our own emotions without forcing. Uh, really just really connecting to yourself internally um, you know regularly um, yeah. which keeps us on an even keel whilst uh, there's utter chaos going on around us <laughs> <laughs> you know, I,
0: I love that my mantra as I um I've said in a couple of these interviews is that life is 10% what happens and 90% how you respond to it and that that goes with people and with emotions and, and all that sort of um, stuff as well so hearing you say that it, it's well, it's reassuring. It's lovely to hear. Um, so, obviously, you're just getting into the swing of this new business. Um, it's a business. It's multi-level marketing, this business. That still has um, a stigma attached to it. There is a, a bit of a reputation for it, isn't there? That, that has gone on from previous times of pyramid selling and all of that. sort of. That. The, the opinions, quite often when people don't have the right information, but they are drawn in on, to, on these opinions. But how did you overcome that? Because that was quite a challenge when working with people who might want to set up their business, might want to get into business, but other people around them might be saying, oh, no, you know, this, is, this isn't a good idea. Um, they've got bad reputations, etc., etc. What was the main um, challenge that you had with that and how did you overcome it?
1: Well, as strange as it might seem, um, like, you know, I'd been living in France for 22 years when I, when I was introduced to this. I had no idea that there was any, negative, any negativity around this industry. And I didn't even know what people were talking about when they said, you know, oh, this is some kind of pyramid thing or whatever. I was just yeah. I don't know what you mean by that. I've never heard yeah. of it. And it. All this is is a different way of distributing products. Yeah, you know, there are three types of businesses traditional businesses franchises or networking businesses. There aren't, you know, any other types of businesses Uh, and um, and and so for me, if I got that kind of objection, I mean, it depended on the person who I had opposite, you know, sometimes I'd be really flippant and say, well, of course it is. I'm trying to rip you off. and This is totally illegal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ultimately, at the end of the day in France, they're very, they're very blessed because they, they actually have a legal status. People working in network marketing. Right. Um and it's recognized um uh, the fiscal status is, is recognized in the country, so so uh, you know, it that gives an enormous amount of credibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is is that uh, I think particularly um since I started and particularly in the last three to five years, uh, where social media's has played a, a you know, a massive role in, in you know, sort of I don't know, putting business forward. Mm-hmm. Um that kind of uh, mindset around the business model is much, 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 much diminished. In fact, it's now being recognized more and more and more throughout the world as the business of the 21st century.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why? Because we're, we're exclusively digitally based. Uh, you know, we do all our transactions via um, Internet, uh and that's the way the future you know if you don't have a digitally based um business that isn't scalable globally then it's a flawed financial vehicle and suddenly you know people will be able to run these multi-million pound businesses from their phone whilst sitting in the bahamas drinking a pina colada and they're like actually who cares (laughs) i'm in you know and this is this is the reality this is the absolute reality is that people are you know leaving the uk or wherever they are in the world to go and live wherever they want to in the world and they're still generating incredible, incredible incomes with this amazing distribution model. So so in terms of my, my biggest challenge, what it was really internally trying to get, you know, get to the grips with the actual mechanics of the business in the first six months particularly. It was just like, whoa, okay, so I've got to build teams and then some people don't want to build a team. You know, it was it was really just like getting all that settled into my head. Yeah. Ultimately, at the end of the day, somebody said something uh, once that made me really laugh. It's like, a hundred percent of people, one hundred percent, no exception, who um, have never done network marketing won't understand what it is and ninety five percent of people who do do network marketing still don't understand what it is, yeah so so, so, you know, it really is something that, um, is, that requires a certain level of, of integration, of understanding of the mechanics of the whole thing. When you do, it is the most genius business in the world because you build a business asset which will eventually, you know, um, take care of itself while mm. you are on the Bahamas, sitting on the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. Drinking a beer out, nice. you know what I mean? So, so, so that for me. And also, just to finish, I think this is relevant as well, is that I had no plan B, um, yeah. I was literally, excuse the term, on the bones of my backside, I had no plan B, it was this or nothing, yeah. so I chose to believe, Emma, I chose to believe that this was um, you know, something that I could do, I knew the products and the technology were outstanding, I knew the company was, very, was rock solid and was robust financially and very forward thinking and innovative, i you know what was there to not believe um quoted on the new york stock exchange you know i mean all these none of this is going to happen with something that is a bit dodge right yeah and believe me i've seen dodgy things in my life <laughs> probably even dip my toes in the water a couple of times but you know ultimately if something isn't robust and long-term thinking and rock solid then you know nothing's going to last and and i just chose to believe and uh, and that was really, you know. Of course, there were days when I and it was wasn't so strong, and I, I had doubts and about my capacity, and about my my ability to to do this. Of course, I did. You know, that was like like regularly, almost every blimmin' day. You know, particularly in the early days. Mm, yeah. Um, but then, you know, just to put myself in a position: if I don't do this, what's my life going to look like? That's and, power.
0: That's powerful. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm not going down to that mental image at all. You know, that was really uh, how it was. If I don't do this, this is what my life is going to look like. There's no way I'm signing up for that class. Yeah. I have an exceptional life, and this is a vehicle which is going to be able
0: to give it. I, do you know, the the people that I've spoken to just recently all all talk very similar to, to what you've just mentioned there, and, and it's that utter belief, and you don't know how, but you know that – the choice is this or nothing and, and you're, not plan, you're not having a plan B because you won't need a plan B and if you think there's a plan B then there's, you know, that element of doubt within you. And so to have that, that utter focus It is amazing. But when people connect to that, that's when success and magical things really start to happen. And, you know, just speaking about that, going slightly back to that stigma part, often that is fear led by so many people who jump on bad, bandwagons of what other people are fearing and saying and joining into that and using that to escalate. But when you believe in something the way that you've just spoken about, you, I mean i I know that anything you put your mind to you're going to achieve with that attitude because that is an amazing choice um, and I love that you've brought that up because it's it is so important it's something I talk about with my clients a lot. Everything that we have in life is a choice. we can choose to let people um, feel inferior and vulnerable we can choose to doubt ourselves or we can choose to to have that belief that no plan B and to focus on what's important, which is for you creating that extraordinary life and, you know, and having that business that provides you the opportunity to drink pina coladas in the Bahamas and Steelman. you know, whatever it may be, there is that underlying why. And that is that, that key emotional element that connects you to, to success is that why you're doing it and what it's all for. And I think that's amazing.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we're all purpose driven um, uh, either through um, we either run from fear or we pursue pleasure. It's the two things that humans doing, do fundamentally. Um, But I think that, you know, just just two very small points on why um, people have misconceptions about our industry is the first of all, they think it's a get rich quick. Yeah, they have come in with what we call a lottery mentality. Yeah, they'll come in, they'll play around with it for two or three months, six months, even a year, two years. And they'll say, oh, this doesn't work. Um, yeah. I've kind of taken it seriously, this is a profession, it requires hard work, dedication, perseverance and, um, you know, like all entrepreneurs or high-level sports people will tell you exactly the same yeah. story, you know, it, 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 there's, there's there's nothing different about our industry and I don't know why people suddenly think, just because they've yeah. seen a business presentation, they they know everything and they're immediately going to go to the top in five minutes, you know, there's yeah. no difference from our industry than anything else in the world if you want to Play in the field of excellence. You have to play in the field of excellence. I uh, We often compare it to, you know, training, um, uh, you know, at as, as an Olympic level. If you want to have an Olympic level salary, yeah, um, you give out, you get back. And uh, so that's the first thing that people come in with a lottery mentality. And the second thing is that um, this is a uh, this is a professional business for the most part um, involved with amateurs. So there's going to be a lot of people that will come in with an amateurish attitude, an amateurish work attitude, mm-hmm. and uh, and they expect to earn, um, you know, a professional's income. Mm-hmm. So so a, a lot of people will judge the industry as a whole because of a few amateurs who come in and, um, you know, don't do it properly. Yes. Yeah. But isn't that the same in every industry? I mean, how That's many footballers are out there, Emma, you know, tough coaches? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Loads of it. it's just that because we're so such a high profile industry, um, that's one of the things that really that can have an adverse effect. But you know, who cares? Yeah. Anyway,
0: <laughs> for, me, for me, business is business. Whether it's in multi level marketing or coaching or you know any um, any form of business, there are going to be challenges. There are going to be obstacles. There's going to be someone who always has an opinion that doesn't agree with yours um and there will be people to try who always want to try and prove you wrong um but it's what you choose to do with that information isn't it and how you allow that to impact on you that will be the difference uh i was speaking to an amazing guy the other week and he says whenever anyone tells him he can't do it he pockets it so when he's struggling he pictures that person and he's like right i'm going to prove you wrong you're going to keep you going and it's that, and, he, and he reframes it and he, can, you know, uses it to his advantage. And this is the thing with everything in life, it's, it's experience, it's feedback, and it's what we choose to do with these lessons and this information that will create the success or, you know, the life that we want or don't want.
1: Yeah, I say to people sometimes who suffer, you know, I'm never really worried too much about what people say about me. And uh, I think, you know, the first thing is, well, as far as I know, the last time I looked, they're not paying my bills. Yeah. You know, if they're not paying my bills and if they're not people who I aspire to, you know, financially, emotionally, physically, why would I listen to them anyway? You know, most people who will come in and say that this is a business that won't work or whatever it is you know, they're broke and they don't have dreams and goals and, and you know, they're not doing what they want. Now, if somebody came in at the early, early days who I really respected who was maybe making those six figures that I so wanted to make in the in the beginning, you know, that they said, look, Bridget, you know, I really think you need to really reevaluate this, um, then I would have listened. But not one of those people did. Everybody yeah. who took me against it were all broke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there we are.
0: So, I mean, we've spoken about obviously it's in business, there is no real get rich quick, um, sustainable method. Um, you always had that drive and that passion to get to that highest level um, earning um, blue diamond, isn't it? Blue diamond. Yes. So, what did you, if you can just talk me through your goal setting process to ensure that that happened, both physically and mentally, that'd be fun
1: um well actually funny you should ask the question physically because uh when i could see that the title was in sight mm-hmm. it was a long way in sight but i could kind of start seeing as the organization was growing that it was in sight the first thing i did was i took on a personal trainer right brilliant get, fit for, get me fit for battle you know because yeah. uh basically it is um the whole process starts in october uh 2016 and then final recognition qualification was the 1st of may 2017 so it was quite a long haul mm. and uh, you know i'm 55 and uh yeah you know, so i had to you know sort of take care of my health and my energy and this is an energy business it does require mm-hmm. a lot of energy and so uh so i had a personal trainer and i said right i'm going to get myself like super super fit and um because obviously, you know, when I fitness uh, also helps to focus and so on. So that was the first thing in terms of my physical preparation. I was really tough, going all the way through the winter, doing like five and five thirty a.m. sessions. Yeah, I didn't like leap out of bed on those mornings, going way. Yeah. <laughs> Personal trainer. You yeah, know, I literally peeled my back off the mattress. But you know, I had this thing in mind, and it was just like then become one goal, one obsession. Yeah. I saw the title of a book yesterday, or something like "a be obsessed or be average," something like that. Was, really? Yeah, That—that's me. And so, so I could see it was in sight. I knew it was going to take a, a huge effort. Um, I, I had a conversation with, you know, I've still got one child at home, and I sort of said, right, you know, because she kept saying to me, "You be diamond jet? Oh, what jet? Yeah. Oh my god!" <laughs> And so I kind of sat down and I said, "Right, I'm going for this run. I'm going to be working super, super hard. And um, you know, I need to, you need to know that you know sometimes I might not be around sort of like as much as you want, but it won't be forever. It's just this stretch period. She was just like, you know, almost pushing me out the door. You know, sort of, for God's sake, just go and do it, woman. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And um, and so it really was a question of just having absolute focus on that one goal for that six month period." And then preparing for it, not just mentally, but also preparing for it in terms of um, using, uh, you know, visualization, buying the dress, um, you know, seeing myself being recognized, having pictures of blue diamonds all over my house. You know, I mean, I just like pulled every tool out of the box yeah. to focus on that one thing. And, um, and again, it was about, you know, the word decision comes from the Latin word meaning to cut and it really was just like cutting off all possible points of retreat. That is what I was going to do come what may. And, uh, and, 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 and that attainable part of the smart goal thing, you know, it was I could see it was attainable. It was going to be tough, and it was, but I could see it was going to be attainable because sometimes we set ourselves goals that are so far out of where we are right now they're just not real to either our conscious or subconscious mind, and 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 it's very very tough to 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 achieve them. But when you can just see a, a glimmer of possibility, something yeah. to hold on to, and and then you know to really just put a hundred percent of your all into it, then you know it comes good in the end.
0: And so, I mean, you've touched on visualizations. Um, I can see your dream board behind you, or at least I think it's your dream board. Um, you know, the visual images, all of that. How, how big a part, how important was that for your success? Massive. Um, yeah.
1: I, I mean, I, I think I've, often I've heard say that uh, network marketing is actually a personal development journey disguised as a business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, 98% of, of anything we do whether it's uh, in our business or or anything else is is driven by our thoughts Mm -hmm. things and um you know our capacity to be master of them i remember reading think and grow rich in the early days and hearing the sentence you know if you do not control self you'll be controlled by self yeah and ultimately um i believe that the the reason why people are successful and some some people are successful and most people aren't is because um mental effort is so much more difficult than physical effort
0: effort.
1: and making that mental effort day in day out of course we've got tools and props and all the stuff you know the vision board and reading and you know I have my own routines and so on and so forth every single day that I respect and adhere to but ultimately that is where the big effort comes from it is the, the the mental effort yeah, and uh, and that really is because because basically our mind, uh, you know, is like um what we have in our world, our physical world, our bank accounts, our bodies, whatever it is, it's just a printout of our thoughts. It's just a printout. So if we want to yeah. change the printout, we have to change our thoughts, and that's the tough bit because we might be able to make a make a decision or change our thoughts for five minutes, but this is got to be a long term, sustainable effort, and yeah. that's most people cannot do that's the most difficult thing yeah you know to keep in that position of absolute belief because you know fear and faith cannot live in the same bed and and but just working on it every single day you know it's just like we say you know you wouldn't go for a week without feeding your body why would you go for a week without feeding your mind
0: 100, yeah 100% and, and,
1: and so you know this is what most people won't do you know again I was in Italy last week I was talking to these girls they you know they want to be successful they have a real wife and so on and so forth but the actual discipline that word the d word of every day being disciplined in your routines and you know uh, going through all the processes of figuring out stuff of how to do things of why we want to do things and stuff it requires massive mental effort and uh, I mean that's my life's work it's it's just so fascinating but you know it does take a lot of sacrifice Mm. Uh,
0: and discipline, and um, and that you know is not what everybody wants. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm the, exactly like I, I'm obviously fully blown um, and converted into mindset and the power of of it all. But I do find that there are a lot of people that will try it once, or it will try for a couple of months, and then old habits kick in and things slip and all of that. And it, it's that sustainability, and like you just said, it's the discipline. Um, of it all you know when you look at athletes or you look at other business people um on a physical level they're all pretty similar but their mental ability is the thing that makes them the olympic champion versus the bronze medalist or you know um not even making the final and it, it's that it's just recognizing that and connecting to that and committing to it you touched on the fact that you have a daily routine i'd love if you don't mind to just share what that looks like just so it can give people an idea of of what works for you
1: okay so um basically i have a very um you know a pretty regular routine as soon as i get up in the morning
0: yeah
1: i put my headphones on and i listen to uh, an audio of affirmations i have two um spiritual spiritual teachers if you like. One is Florence Gobel and the other one is Louise Hay. So yep. we'll always be um well for the moment that's what I'm listening to anyway and I'm really really enjoying, you know, the, the deeper the deeper connection with myself. Um I do that one. I'm like preparing my lemon water, uh my first cup of coffee. Um yep. I only I have two a day, so it's not too bad now. <laughs> Um, and then I sit down in my journal and I write my gratitudes every single day. And, um, for example, uh, this, so I always ha- you know have a nice book. This is my journal of gratitudes, not just my gratitudes. Um, it's quite personal, but, you know, I just put here today I breathe and I'm grateful. Today I'm patient and non-resistant. Today I'm grateful for small things um yeah um, yesterday I wrote I'm grateful for my mentors so so something that and then also then I'll have a period of meditation which is very short because I'm you know it's not something where I get my answers so instead of visualization I use more of a process of visioning yeah working with you know intuition and um so you know for my meditation I'll always ask please tell me what it is I need to know please tell me what it is I need to learn yeah and then, you know, I'll just sit for a few quiet minutes just focusing on my breathing and, um, and you know, sort of just enjoy, enjoying the moment. The answers don't always come with that, but um, I know they will. It's just a matter of sort of like letting go. And I do that every single day, maybe not so much when I'm traveling if I don't have time, but pretty much without fault. And then every single hour on the hour, according to my schedule for that day, I take thirty seconds to a minute to take out and do affirmations. So <laughs> do those affirmations change each day depending on what you're doing? They change each day, but I do reevaluate them every few days just to make yeah. sure that they're still really sitting on uh, my heart. They're simple ones. They're ones that I, you know, I can learn by heart. Ones that really resonate with me. There are always some that come up again and again. Which is, you know, the tragi- you know the ones that Louise Hay always says to start with, which was, you know, I love and approve of myself. I'm good enough. Yeah and uh, there's normally some financial ones in there, and there's some, um, uh, you know, I'm working on a process at the moment of um, what Esther Hicks calls The Art of Allowing, and, uh, you, know, what, what, you know, what is it that holds us back from taking this, our business to the next level or our lives to the next level, whatever that might be. Um, so that's something I'm, like, curious about, and then, of course, I work with my mentors as well. But as much as I can during the day, five, six, seven, eight times, <clears throat> I'll take that just that little time. Uh, because it's a bit like drinking water, you know, don't want to drink eight glasses as soon as you wake up and nothing for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, it needs to be spread out over the day. And, yeah. so, and, that, and that does really um, have an amazing, amazing positive effect on, you know, the way I do my business, the way I, uh, you know, speak with people, um, and also, you know, really, really opening my spirit to divine guidance into the actions that i need to take in order to move my life to the next level which is what i've already asked for Mm. so so yeah i have have a lot and then before i go to bed as well um before i go to sleep i always say um in the morning i'll know just what to do
0: oh i like that i like that it's you're, you're setting yourself up for intent with intention and that's the key thing, you know. A lot of people get up in the morning um, and don't have time or they scroll on social media first off or um, they skip breakfast or they do whatever because they could have an extra 10 minutes in bed. But the truth is how you start that day will determine how productive you are, how positive you are, the actions that you're going to take, the outcomes that you're going to um, generate and, and attract And so having that commitment, and it doesn't have to be long, you know, mine varies. When I first started, mine was just 10 minutes. Um, And I incorporated some of my affirmations, various things like that, while I was showering. So I still had time to do things. But that was my, because I, I, you know, I've got a little one. And so my shower time is my sacred me time. Um, But it's just adapting it to your life and then to work up, isn't it? You know, uh, we've all got five minutes,
1: I think think actually the the, the morning starts in the the night before. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people say, I'm tired in the morning, I can't get up. And I was like, well, actually, your day is done by, at the latest 10 p.m. Yeah. You know, I would say actually 9 p.m. apart from, I mean, occasionally on a Sunday, Monday night, have a slightly uh, later finish around 10 p.m. But for me, my my day is finished at 9 p.m. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but I would say at the latest 10 p.m. So there's nobody that, you know, really can't get up if they're asleep by 10 p.m., can't get up at 5.30. Yeah. You know, and and, and to, to be honest with you, I think that, you know, I, I, sometimes I I, I... I speak to people who really want to change their lives, but they're actually just full of excuses of why they can't do it. So, so you know, I'm not saying that it's all glamour and it's all glitz, you know, getting to the top of a company or, or being successful. You know, 98% of it is grind and discipline. Um, but then, and then but then, the key is to find the joy in the grind yeah really be in, to be enjoy the process of the the development and the discovery itself um but ultimately you know there's going to be times and days and weeks even uh mm-hmm. when you're just like you're constantly asking yourself, you know is it worth it? you know am I going to be able to do this and so on and so forth so I really think that the morning routine starts in the evening and and you know how many people again, like you're saying are, like scrolling on social media, watching you know, junk TV until God knows what time. I do that too sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Yeah. like, how long have you been watching Home's Under the Hammer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or Come Time <laughs> With Me. I'm really watching Come
0: Time With Me, you know. <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, yeah, but, you know, sometimes it's fun to just go into a little bit of a mental lobotomy and, uh, yeah. and zone out for a while. But, yeah, you know, I mean, I think generally it is the the morning starts the night before, just getting to bed half an hour early, um, and people say, then say, I can't sleep, and say, well, if you set your alarm for an hour earlier, I tell you what, the next night you'll sleep like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, do
0: meditations and various things like that. But I think the more that your mind get used, gets used to these routines, it's all habits, isn't it? You know, we, we're all in a habit of something, so why not be in a habit of positivity, um, productivity, and, and abundance rather than the habits of lack Victim mentality and, and I can't do and the what ifs uh, you know it, it again it it's down to choice. You, you've spoken a lot over um, this interview about like the importance of that vision, that focus piece, that that discipline, the self care element. I really loved that that was the first thing you brought up when um, I asked you how you prepared yourself, because ultimately when it comes to business, we are the face of business, and so. We will often, especially women, will put ourselves down the pecking order. But the truth is, if we're not fully functioning, then everything that comes after that isn't fully functioning. And so the fact that you hired this uh, personal trainer, to me, just feel, like fills my heart with joy because it's just showing that you are recognizing the importance of that self-care piece and that you need to be in tip-top condition in order to manage the actions and the steps that you're taking both physically and mentally and so thank you for sharing that bit that, that was really
1: it's, it's about putting the oxygen mask on myself
0: first 100% yeah if
1: you're in a plane you know and they say don't they you know if, if we need oxygen masks put one on yourself first and then one on your baby yeah. you know don't put one on him first because otherwise you know you're not going to be any good to anyone yeah uh, and the order of things are me first family second business third yeah and uh and, and and you know in the beginning as a mother i was like what put my children before me it's like nope, you know you but but that doesn't mean to say you're going to neglect your children you make you schedule in time for yourself i schedule in time for myself i mean i've written down today just as an example because it's fresh in my mind you know my to-do list which is quite long yeah like, but it doesn't all have to be done today, so I just aim to do what I can today and do it in the most efficient manner. But on that list, I also wrote a heading fun. Yeah. So I've written Plan a Paris shopping trip. Lovely. Go and see Front Runner at the cinema. Uh listen to more music and play more music. And uh and uh, go, go and uh, go back and start to train properly again because I, you know, I've been sort of experimenting with different, um, you know, some dance and Pilates and things, but I want to get back into the gym. So, so I always have a fun category of, on my to-do list.
0: And it, that is so important as well. You know, a lot of people forget that fun element, and Not to. yeah, and we get so caught up in what we need to do and how busy we need to look and how busy we need to be. That we And a lot of people, you ask them, you know, why do you want to run your own business? It's to have fun and have freedom. And yet they're often the two things that, that fall to the wayside because people are so focused on doing and comparing and the what ifs and this, that and the other. But actually when you're having fun, that's when your energy is so much more open to attracting more abundance and more happiness into your life. But it doesn't feel like hard work then, does it? It feels just like something you love doing um that is helping others and is providing a really good life for you and that fun piece has to stay at the forefront of your mind and you know you know we have access to so many different videos that we can just watch of comedy or something to make I know i I mean it's
1: just brilliant you know i mean my 15 year old has introduced me to all these Netflix um, stand up comic things. I mean, most, you know, a lot of them was just like, I can't see why this is funny. And she's like, Oh my god, it's hilarious! Yeah. And, you know, occasionally we'll sit there and it's been almost like kind of quite bonding, you know, to sort of like yeah. tune, in, you know, zone into a 15 year old humor and, 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 you know, just keeps you young. But, but honestly, you know, the, the it, it, we're on a journey with no particular destination apart from the day when we're not on that destination yeah. anymore, so might as well enjoy the moment and and being being in the power of the day and so I wrote this morning you know be grateful for the day of small things and yeah. I was just suddenly like oh my goodness me yeah you know be grateful for the day of small things like look at look where I live look at the day look at yeah. you know the, the, the love I have in my life and you know, it really, really is about that stuff that we that we take for granted so much, and uh, and also being grateful for what's to come. Yes. You know, sort of that—that that is, you know, the the ultimate exercise is you yeah. know gratitude for what's to come and feeling it in the present moment. So all those kind of things are, uh, and, and they're fun to do. And you yeah. know, no one's going to want to follow you if you're not having fun.
0: Well, exactly, exactly. Your energy, well, people feed off you, don't they? Um, I always say that about my husband; he always feeds off me. So um, I always need to make sure that I'm top notch. But um, honestly, Bridget, I could talk to you for hours. I just want to finish um, this interview with just a question that I ask everybody. But what is your mindset mantra? What do you live by? I'm good enough. Oh, I like that one. I like <laughs> that one. And it's one that we all need to hear. And, you know, you touched on the Louise Hay love and approve. That's one that always consistently stays in my affirmations as well, because it's really hard to... Uh, to remember that sometimes when you're going through challenges. So I love that one. Thank you.
1: It's the, it's the fundamental thing is that people act from a point of fear because they just don't feel they're good enough for whatever reason in whatever area. And, and, you know, unfortunately, this doesn't come from me. It does come from Louise Hay. And she's, you know, if we believe that we're good enough, we will never hurt ourselves. And if we will never hurt ourselves, we'll never hurt others. And if we never hurt others, this will create world peace. Nice. So the only job that we have to do during our transition on this planet is to learn how to love and approve of ourselves wholly and completely and unconditionally. And with that message, uh, as we become the example, then others will do the same, and and, and then it will you know, have a ripple effect throughout throughout the world.
0: Awesome. What an amazing way to finish this interview! Thank you so much. It's been absolutely brilliant talking to you. Um, I, I adore your attitude. I adore your approach to life and to business. And there's a lot of takeaways from this interview. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I've enjoyed every minute of it. And you're right. We'll have to. We'll have to do another one. We'll have to do another one. Definitely. But thanks ever so much. All right, Emma. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye now.